The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're exploring the literary roots of a world-famous competition, the much-celebrated Jumping Frog Jubilee. The day was May 19, 1928. More than 15,000 people attended a now-annual frog-jumping contest in Calaveras County, California. The event was organized by the Angels Camp Boosters Club as a way to celebrate the first paving of Main Street in the town of Angels Camp. The idea for the contest came from an 1865 short story by Mark Twain, a tall tale about a compulsive gambler who wagers that his pet frog can outjump any other amphibian in the county. Twain's satirical story was set in Calaveras and allegedly recounted a real-life event. Whether that was true or not, the contest became a reality in 1928 when the Angels Camp Boosters decided to stage one for real. Local residents competed to see whose frog could jump the farthest, a pastime that proved so enjoyable they repeated the contest the following May and every year since. Now known as the Jumping Frog Jubilee, or simply as the Frog Jump among locals, the event continues to draw huge crowds every summer, a testament to the enduring appeal of regional traditions and to the athletic prowess of the humble bullfrog. The specifics of Mark Twain's story may have been exaggerated, but betting on frogs was absolutely a thing people did during the height of the California gold rush in the mid-1800s. Working in remote, isolated regions, the prospectors didn't have many options when it came to entertainment. After a few stiff drinks, catching some frogs and laying money on how far they could jump 
probably seemed as good an option as any. Mark Twain, a.k.a. Samuel Clemens, was introduced to the backwoods practice in the 1860s, just as the gold rush was winding down. He was 29 years old, deeply in debt, and unsure of his path in life. Living in San Francisco, he had drifted from one newspaper job to another, all the while hearing reports of lucky 49ers who'd struck it rich just east of the bay. In 1864, Twain decided to try his own luck, hoping to find enough gold to pay off his debts and buy himself some breathing room while he sorted out what to do for a career. He made arrangements to stay at the cabin of Jim Gillis, a friend who had a pocket gold mine in Tulum County. Gold mining never paid off for Mark Twain, but the excursion did help him find his calling as a fiction writer. On January 25, 1865, after another unsuccessful day of mining, Twain decided to unwind by riding to Angel's Camp in nearby Calaveras County. Once he arrived, a heavy rainstorm kicked up and wound up stranding him there for two weeks. During that time, Twain had little to do but hang around the bar at the Angels Hotel and listen to the townspeople swap stories. He wrote down the ones he liked best, including a highly dubious tale about an informal frog-jumping competition. The colorful story, as recounted by Twain, is about a local eccentric named Jim Smiley, who likes to bet on anything and everything he can, including minutiae like which bird on a fence will fly away first. Eventually, Smiley turns his attention to frog jumping and begins coaching a promising young athlete whom he names Daniel Webster. He catched a frog one day, Twain wrote, and took him home and said he calculated to educate him. And so he never done nothing for three months but sat in his backyard and learned that frog to jump. And you bet you he did learn him too. He'd give him a little punch behind and the next minute you'd see that frog whirling in the air like a donut. See him turn one somerset, or maybe a couple, if he got a good start, and come down flat-footed and all right, like a cat. Smiley was monstrous proud of his frog, and well he might be, for fellers that had traveled and been everywheres all said he laid over any frog that ever they see. Twain's story culminates with a wily stranger beating Jim Smiley at his own game. He wagers $40 that any random frog from the forest can jump farther than Daniel Webster, and then makes sure that's the case by stuffing quail shot in the frog's mouth when Smiley isn't looking. The heavy metal pellets weigh down Daniel Webster to the point that he can barely hop. Smiley is baffled by how his prized frog could lose so badly, but he forks over the cash and only finds the truth out later, after the stranger has already skipped town. While short on morals or deeper meaning, Twain's story offered a rare and hilarious glimpse into the stranger side of life during the gold rush. Believing that others might appreciate the insight as well, he submitted his version of the story, titled Jim Smiley and His Jumping Frog, to the New York Saturday Press, which promptly accepted it. The story was first published that November and was quickly reprinted in newspapers across the country. It was the first short story Mark Twain had ever published, and almost overnight, it made him a household name. Two years later, the story was featured in Twain's first short story collection, where it was given a new title, The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County. 
Mark Twain would return to Angel's Camp several times over the years and formed lasting friendships with many longtime residents. It's no surprise then that even after the author's passing in 1910, he remained a beloved figure in Calaveras County, the namesake of his first great literary triumph. It was with that legacy in mind that the Angel's Camp Boosters Club decided to use Twain's story as the basis for their event. On May 19, 1928, the festivities kicked off with a parade down the newly finished Main Street. However, focus quickly shifted to the main event, the Jumping Frog Jubilee. The contest was a huge hit, with visitors coming from all over the countryside to see it or to take part themselves. Angel's Camp would continue to host the event in town for the next decade. After that, it was merged with the county fair and held at the nearby fairgrounds, a.k.a. Frogtown, from then on. Today, upwards of 50,000 people turn out for the frog jump each year, with some contestants flying in from all over the world. It's now a weekend-long affair, too, complete with other summertime staples like rodeos, live concerts, craft fairs, and carnival rides. Of course, the frogs and their frog jockeys are still the stars of the show. Which reminds me, if you ever plan to compete yourself, there are a few time-tested strategies to keep in mind. For starters, you should try to keep your frog warm before jump time so that its muscles will be nice and limber. The most important tip, though, is to avoid getting too chummy with your frog. In fact, you should handle it as little as possible before the contest. The more time the frog spends on its own, the more its natural instincts will be preserved, and that's key for ensuring the longest jumps possible. Seasoned frog jockeys always drop their frogs a short distance to the ground. And then, just before the frog lands, they startle it, either by making noise or by blowing on it from behind. That last-second jolt triggers the frog's flight instincts, causing it to jump as if its life depended on it. If you pull off that move just right, and your frog happens to be a good hopper, you might just have a shot at breaking the world record and winning yourself a $5,000 prize. It won't be easy, though, because at the Jumping Frog Jubilee, the length of a frog's jump is actually the combined distance of three consecutive jumps measured in a straight line. That means your frog has to jump forward as far as possible three times in a row. And as you might imagine, you have to be a pretty skilled jockey to coax that kind of consistency from a frog. Most frogs at the Jubilee average just under five feet per jump, while frogs with less experienced jockeys may top out at two or three. The current record, however, is 7.16 feet per jump, for a combined total of 21 feet, 5 and 3 quarter inches. That incredible leap was performed way back in 1986 by Rosie the Ribbiter and her jockey, Lee Giudici. The fact that record is still standing nearly 40 years later suggests that frogs might not be able to jump any farther than 21 feet. Of course, if that sounds like a bet you'd be willing to take, then you might want to get over to Calaveras County right away. This year's Jubilee takes place this very weekend. Happy hopping! I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. 
And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.